coming into uh, this year, I tell you what, uh, the first week of the year I, sp- I spoke on look, and I talked about looking behind and, and, and being thankful for what's behind us, looking ahead and finding places to serve. And, and God has just been speaking uh, specific words to me and uh, this year. And uh, last week I spoke on faith, and I talked about the man uh, with uh, uh, who had the young son and um, the young son who who ha- was demon possessed and the and the uh, disciples couldn't cast the demon out in him and then Jesus comes off of the Mount of Transfiguration and he comes down and and he he basically gets on to the disciples but then he's talking to this man and this man he says you know he says you know if you can heal my son Jesus and Jesus says if you know I said this last week that Jesus the man ifs Jesus then Jesus ifs him back and he, Jesus says if I can he says all things are possible to those that believe is what Jesus says and I love this man's response because he said Lord I believe but help my un belief. And oftentimes in our lives, we have the belief that God will do something, but sometimes we struggle still in ourselves. And I thought this, this man had a very honest observation of himself, and we, we, we addressed that last week in, in speaking on measures of faith. And uh, I just felt like coming into this week that the word, the word that kind of God had given me was this. Everyone say, listen. All right, listen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be, um, that's what I'm going to be speaking on is, is listen. If you have your Bibles, we'll be look at Daniel chapter 2, um, verse 16. And um, one thing I, I do know about, uh, people are fascinated by the, by the future, right? People are either fascinated by the future or they're scared to death of the future, right? Either you're, you're for it or you're, you're worried about it. In, in, in the U.S., we spend millions trying to know and even understand the future, right? We do this constantly in our lives. In a lot of places, some people um, like to, uh, you know, uh, call psychics. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you as a child of God, you should not do that. You should not open yourself up to those things. You remember a few years ago, the psychic, I forget what it was, what psychic network it was. Uh, you know, they, they were online. Miss Cleo, you remember seeing those commercials? Some of you older people might know what I'm talking about. And she, her commercials would come on and call me now is what she would say. But here's the thing. The very group, that very group uh, went bankrupt. So they couldn't even see that that was going to happen. So, so, I mean, so let me tell you, that God, as a child of God, God doesn't want you seeking mediums for the future, all right? But, but despite that, there, people spend millions to know and try to understand the future. As a nation, econom, uh, economists and, and political scientists and scientists are frightened by the future, and we spend millions and millions studying the economy and concerned about the, the size of our national debt, or at least we used to anyways. I don't know if we do that anymore. But, but we, we, we study those things, and we'll put a lot of money understanding why things, and we'll put money into political scientists and concerned about what countries get what weapons and things like that. And then, you know, as scientists, you know, they'll put thousands and millions and billions of dollars into understanding uh, genetic engineering and the climate and all these things. Why? Because they're concerned about what? The future. Have you ever been concerned about the future? And um, it's, it's crazy to me. 
a lot of people are overwhelmed by what's happening in our world. In the last two years, it, it's been amazing. I, I, I think back over 2020, and I think back over 2021, and I compare those two years to 2018 and 2019, and 2018 and 2019 seem like a walk in the park. Amen? And, and so uh, it's amazing to me. Uh, it's, I read this stat. One in every six Americans are on antidepressants. It's a lot, right? And and um, uh, it it and also billions of antidepressants uh, and anti-anxiety pills are sold each and every year. And 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 here's the thing: the the text that we're going to be looking at. There's a king. His name is Nebuchadnezzar. Everyone, spell that for me. Go. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do it. It's really hard. All right. But Nebuchadnezzar, and and he is the most powerful king of his time, and maybe. Uh, of, of, of all time, because uh, in the worldly kingdoms, he, he, he was there, he was powerful, he was mighty, and he had this position. Has anyone ever been in a position where you just couldn't sleep? At night, you just toss and turn, right? And, and so this is where he's at. He is the most powerful king in the world, but he cannot sleep at night. And, he's, and he has this unrest. And when he finally falls asleep, he has this incredible dream. And the thing about this dream is this dream is a prophetic uh, dream, and it has prophetic implications, as many of you know. And some of you know this dream. I don't want to go into the details of this dream, but this, this dream would, uh, if you want to understand Revelation, you need to understand this dream out of Daniel, just so you know. All right? And, but this implication has prophetic things. And, and, and he, had, he knew that he had this significant dream, and he reached out to all the astrologers and all the wise men that he could, and he said, hey, I, I don't remember all the details to this dream, and I need you guys to help me figure this out. And they said, well, we need a few more details to do this. And he said, if you guys were who you guys said you were, you'd be able to do this. And so it leaves him finding and, and searching for answers. Have you ever been in, in a time in your life where you're, you're looking for answers? You don't know where to turn. And this is where King Nebuchadnezzar was. And, and maybe you feel like him. And maybe you, you, you feel troubled. And, and this is what he did. He couldn't find the answer. But, there, but God placed this man, this man named Daniel, uh, uh, in, in his path. And God could give Daniel the answer. And so and maybe you feel like Nebuchadnezzar. And maybe you feel troubled. And maybe you feel like, like Daniel uh, was, where you needed to hear from God. The question is, does God still speak today 100 percent, he does just like he spoke to daniel he can speak to you amen the answer is 100 percent. yes yes he does uh, how many have ever seen the video of the three-year-old uh, little hispanic boy who is talking either to his mom or i think it's his mom and he says listen linda Anybody know what I'm talking about from a few years ago? Linda, 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 Linda. She is trying to talk to him. She's trying to, to correct him. He's three years old, and she, she's trying to get on to him because him and his, his, his cousin got into the cupcakes, and they weren't supposed to get in it. And he's talking to her, and in the process of talking to her, he's going, listen, Linda, listen, right? If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's pretty cute. And, and he's in this, thank goodness it isn't my kid, right? But he's arguing with, with this, this lady. I, I believe it's his mom. I don't know. I don't know why he would call his mom Linda, but maybe. And, but they're having this interchange, and he is just adamant. Just listen, 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 Linda. And I can't help but think spiritually 
Sometimes God's trying to speak to us and telling us, hey, those cupcakes aren't for now. But we're like, listen, Jesus, listen, Jesus. Listen, listen, listen. I, I got to have my way. You don't understand. The little boy even says, this is grandma's house. question is, is is not that God isn't speaking it's if we're listening and my prayer is this and I, t- I talked about two weeks ago is that you would look and see Jesus more clearly in 2022 but also that you would hear him crystal clear in 2022 amen so those are two things, and so I, 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 if you have your Bibles, Daniel um, chapter two, uh, verse sixteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray, Lord Heavenly Father, God, I pray, Lord, that you would open our ears, hmm. open our ears today, God. God, let us hear what you have to say, God. I pray, Lord, that you would hide me behind Calvary today. Have your will and way in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, and everyone said, Amen. Daniel chapter two, verse sixteen. It says this. And Daniel went in and requested the king to appoint him a time that he might show the interpretation to the king. Verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. You may know those guys as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, okay? And now the names that you know are, are Babylonian names, but these are their true Hebrew names, okay? Their Hebrew names were Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. And they were, they, were, they were Daniel's companions. And he told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Because here's the thing, if you gave the king a bad thing, King Nebuchadnezzar was like, I don't care, see you later, you didn't do what I need you to do, bye-bye, right? Verse 19, then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night, then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. So I, I want to look at this, and I want to look at five things in Daniel's life here in this little bit of text that we have that will unlock your ability to hear God's voice in 2022. How many want to hear God more clearly? All right. If you're a note taker, you can write these down. Here's the first thing that you see within Daniel, okay? And, and you don't see it nece- necessarily in this text, but there's some text leading up to this that I'm going to allude to. It, it, and it, the first thing is this, separation. Everyone say separation. Here's what happened. Daniel was a young man, and when Israel was taken captivity, when the Babylonians came in and they, they conquered Jerusalem, you know what they did. Babylonians were so powerful, this is what they did. They took the, the best, the brightest young people in that city, and they took them, and they took them back to Babylonian so they could, or Babylon so they could teach them the ways of Babylon. They would not let the brightest ones stay in Jerusalem because they knew that if they let the bright and the smart and the young stay there, that they could rise up and create a revolt. But their thought process was, if we can get you to Babylon and we can get you to think like we think, guess what? You'll forget where you came from. Does that sound like an attack of the enemy? Oh, if I could get you out of church, if I could get you over here into this situation, you'll forget what God said about you when you were a teenager. Come on now. 
So Daniel, this is amazing to me, Daniel, he goes to, Bab- to Babylon, and Daniel lived a separated life from the Babylonians. He set the tone when he came in. He said, I am going to be different. Others were drinking the king's wine. Others were eating the meats, uh, the king's meats, which they offered to, to uh, pagan gods. And, and not Daniel. Daniel said, no way, no way. I have already purposed in my heart that I won't defend file myself to the things of this world. If you could go back and look at Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, he says that very thing. He says, the thing that is defiling these people, I will not let into my heart. Can I tell you, as a person of God, this year in 2022, you ought to dig your heels in and say, you know what? I am not going to let the things of this world defile me because I am a child of God. Amen. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Romans, and you've heard me say this before, for every Old Testament or for every New Testament principle, there's an Old Testament example. And, and the principle here is this, is this. Are we hearing from God? And look at this, Romans 12, 1 through 2, it says this. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Look at this, verse 2. Paul is saying this. Paul is saying this. He says this. Do not what? Be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind by, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Man and woman of God, we are not to be imitators of this world. We are to be children of the Most High God. Amen? So, so how do we not conform? And Paul gives us a real clear text here. By renewing our mind. By changing the way we think. We can't think the way the world thinks and expect godly results. Got to change the way that we think. We got to look at the way that Jesus sees things. Philippians 2.5 says this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, you need to change your mind. James would go on and he would further reiterate this point. James chapter 4 verse 4 says, you adulterous people. Woo! Come on, come out swinging, James. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself, what? An enemy of God. Say, boy, that's pretty strong language. There's a point. There's a reason why James has strong language there. World here does not mean that we shouldn't, that we should, as Christians, go around being mean to everyone that's not a Christian. That's not what that means, okay? We, we are to be of this world. We have to live in this world, but we're not to be of this world. So James' language is strong because the people of God were saying one thing but acting another way. You adulterous people, you can't do this. What do we say when someone's in adultery? They, we say this. You, you can't be married to someone and have, have someone on the side. That's called adultery. And, God, and James is saying this. You can't serve two masters. You'll love one or hate the other. 
We see this hundreds of years before this is even written. He's showing up, and Daniel's showing us how to live out this New Testament principle. I'm here. I'm stuck here. But you know what? I don't have to compromise who I am because I know what God has said about me. He says, hey, I, I may be in Babylon, but Babylon is not going to get in me. And I wonder if the church will rise up and reach to high, higher towards the things of God and worry less about fitting in with the world. Amen? And Daniel understood that God, what God was speaking, but he didn't let, listen, he didn't let the wax of the world clog his spiritual ears. See, this is why we, uh, oftentimes we don't hear from the Lord. It's because we let the cares of the world, we let the things of the world clog our ears. And God is trying to speak to us, but our ears are so full of what's happening in the world that we don't hear him clearly. Kind of reminds me sometimes. Um, and I, I, I just bought these headphones, I, and they, uh, it's pretty amazing, the technology that they have. But I put these headphones in my ear, and, and they, when I put them in my ears, they molded to my ears, which is amazing, pretty cool, this set of headphones that I bought. And I put them in my ears, and, and, and when I first got them, I was so excited to get them. We went out to eat, the family, and, and I put them in my ears, and I was sitting there and I was molding them to my ears while we're eating because I'm just weird like that and and my kids are talking to me I've got music playing in my ear and I cannot hear a word that they're saying to me and they're sitting there and I don't know they may be calling me ugly they may have been calling me old I don't care I was just stuck in my moment but here's what happens Sometimes our ears are clogged by the things of this world. And I, I, I can't help but wonder if the reason we don't hear God is because our ears are full of the cares of this world. I'm going to give you another example here. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus would say this. He's talking about uh, the man who sows uh, to different soils. It's like, the, and he says this, is the cares of the world or the lust for riches were like thorns that would come up and choke the word of the Lord. Some of us aren't hearing because the things of this world have come up and they have choked the word of God. I've heard this story of a man, this Indian man from one of the reservations and in the southwest, and he, he went to New York, to Wall Street. He had a friend who was a broker, and he went to, to, to Wall Street. And while he's there, he's walking the street, the busy street, and, and, and taxis and, and, and traffic's going by. Horns are blowing. People are talking. People are yelling. You know, construction. You know, the big city sounds are all going around. And while he's walking down the street, this Indian looks over at this broker, and he says, do you hear that? And the broker says, what are you talking about? And, and this Indian goes down and, and to the gutter, and he reaches down, and he picks up a cricket, and there's this cricket, and, he, and, and this broker says, how in the world did you hear that cricket amongst all all these things, and he said, watch this, and, he, and this Indian took out a coin, and he threw this coin up in the air, and when this coin hit, hit one of the manholes there, the, 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 the sound of, of money came down, and it hit that metal. People turned, and they looked to see where that was, and he said, look, people will hear what they want to hear. And I can tell you today, it's important for us as the people of God to turn our ears towards God, to separate ourselves from this world. And it all depends on what you're listening for. Does God speak? Yes, he does. But the problem is our ears are clogged. 
Daniel, I love this. He drew a line in the sand. He said, I'm going to be different. I don't care what the world is doing. I don't care what Babylon is doing. I don't care what they tell me to do. I am going to follow the Lord. I believe because he has separated, uh, that, that, that Daniel separated himself from the distractions that he heard from the Lord. Point number one right there, separation. Sometimes we don't hear because we haven't separated ourselves enough. Daniel was in Babylon, but he didn't let Babylon get into him. I love that. And, and you are in this world, but you don't have to let the cares of this world get into you. And ask God to help you to separate yourself. So here's number two. Everyone say expectation. Expectation. And see, this is what happens. When we separate ourselves, then we start to expect God to do great things. Amen. I love this about Daniel. This is the word, one of the words that God has really just given me. He just keeps putting this word back into to my, my line of sight. Expectation. I've, I've talked about this probably multiple times in the past three weeks. You say, you sound like a broken record. Because I believe that it's important that we shift our attitude and we shift the way that we think that we start to expect God to do the, the great things that he can do. Amen? So another example that Daniel gave us was his expectation of the Lord. And he says this, he says this to Nebuchadnezzar, give me a day, give me a day. And I will show you. And I, I will show you the, this interpretation. In other words, Daniel knew God would speak to him. I'm going to trust the Lord. I am going to expect that he's going to do this. When you ask the Lord for his guidance, for his word, separation is the first step, but expectation is the next step, right? you got to believe that the Lord is going to speak. When's the last time that you, you, you said, Lord, I, I know you're going to speak to me when you've prayed. Sometimes we just say, oh, Lord, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, right? But we should be saying, Lord, I know that you're going to answer this prayer. It may be a yes, it may be a no, it may be a maybe later, right? But I know you're going to answer this prayer. And I've heard this growing up, and you've heard me, heard me say this. The breeding ground for miracles is a heart of expectancy. What are you expecting from God? We put expectations on a lot of things. We put expectation on our kids, right? We put expectations. We, we want them to do things. We want them to grow up. We want them to go to school. We want them to have good careers. We want them to be good people. What are you expecting from the king of the universe? What do you want from him? James 1, chapter, uh, James chapter 1, verses 5 through 7 says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him what? Ask God who gives what? Generously, generously to all without reproach. If you ask God, he wants to give you wisdom. I'm expecting you. I, I, he wants to give it to you. And uh, uh, it, will, it will be given him. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Here's the thing. Expectation and faith go hand in hand. Without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. Faith comes by and hearing the, oh, 
you want to build your faith, you want to build your expectation, start putting the word of God into your life. You know, every time you start your day, you start your morning devotion, your Bible study, what are you expecting to hear from God? Or are you just doing it because it's what you're supposed to do? I believe that when you open your Bible, when you look at your devotion, the living word of God can speak to you each and every time you open that word. And James says the one who who does not believe will not receive. Guess what? You may not be receiving because you're just not believing. In the words of journey, don't stop believing. Whoa, right? Instead of coming to church and saying, I wonder if it'll if I'll get something from God today, come with an attitude of God is going to do the miraculous today, and I am just going to expect it. 2020, you know, we were, uh, it, was, it was crazy to me. I, this has been a whirlwind week for me. It really has. And, and that's not anybody's fault. It's just been, been one of those weeks. And sometimes you just have one of those weeks. And in 2020, around this time, I was dealing with a situation. And I'm not going to tell you what that situation was. It's not important. It's not sin. It's not anything like that. But I had this situation that I was dealing with. And I was struggling in my mind in 2020 about some guidance and some direction that I needed. And, I, and the one thing that I know to do, and this is, this is, I mean, this is a good prime example, I separated myself. I began to, to, to kind of pull myself away and, and begin to kind of focus. And I, I made it a point. There was a conference where I was living in Bakersfield, and there was a one-night conference. And, and so I made it a point. I said, I am going to go to that conference. And... Uh, Nobody went with me, and I don't remember if I asked anybody to go with me or not, but I just determined in my heart that I was going to go, and I went to this conference just expecting God to speak to me somehow, some way. Has anyone ever been there? And that's where I was. I was just at that point, and I, uh, there were some things that were unsettled in, within, within me, and I was looking for answers, and it was crazy. I went to this conference, and, and this man comes up to me who I do not know from anybody in the world. And this guy does not look like a prophet. He looks like a guy that just got off of work and just came in. And, and this guy comes up to me, and he begins, he said, can I, can I talk to you, brother? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And, and in the process, he begins to talk to me, and he said, God is doing some things. And he began to speak these things into my life. And he gave me this time frame, this time frame on something, okay? And I'll just leave it at that. He gave me this time frame on something, and I, and I, and I, and I was troubled in my heart leading up to this. But I left there, and I thought, man, Lord, thank you for this little bit of guidance. And he said, he gave me these specific details, and I was just kind of like, okay. So I placed those things in my heart. And you know, as time passes, we forget, right? Let me tell you, when God says something, he don't forget. When God tells you something, he don't forget. We may forget, but he don't forget. Can I tell you something? Almost to, to the date this week, God shook my world. He reminded me, hey, remember what I told you? Remember what I said to you? And God has begun to do something. And, and it's amazing. Did, did, did God answer my prayer that night? No, not necessarily in the steps, but he gave me a direction. And I can tell you this. I am seeing 
the hand of God. And I can't help but think, maybe if I hadn't went with a heart of expectation that I might not be getting the answer that I, that I am, am seeing right now in my life. Amen? And so, uh, and, and uh, God will come through for you. Daniel was expecting to hear from God because here's the thing. If, if he didn't hear from God, it was, <coughs> you're going to die. That changes a lot of our perspective on our prayer, right? Psalms 33, 20 says this, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. What are you expecting from God? When we wait and expect like Daniel, God will move. Look at this. Here's the third one right here. Cooperation. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Cooperation. Everyone say cooperation. Daniel chapter 2, verse 17 says this, Then Daniel went to, into his house and made the matter known to Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and told them to seek mercy from God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So Daniel, uh, I love this. When, you do, when you're not hearing clearly from God, this is why it's important that we come together in corporate worship. When you're not hearing from God, we need each other. Daniel's smart here. He says, you know what? I could seek the Lord all by myself, but why would I do that when I have these guys right here with me? I need you guys to pray with me right now. I need you to help just shake heaven right now. You know what I love about our church? There are people. There are people that I can pick up the phone and I can call at any given moment and say, will you pray for me? And they will pray like right then, right, right there. And I love that. Cooperation, Matthew chapter 8, verses 19 through 20 says, Again, I say to you, if two uh, of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by the Father in heaven. Verse 20, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. You want a miracle in your life? Corporate prayer. I love that. I love that that's becoming part of our church, and, and we're getting better at it. We, we are moving forward. Have we arrived? No. But we're still growing, right? Uh, and I love that. But it's not just me going into my corner and soaking and praying. And, and God has not called you to be in isolation. Listen to me, child of God. God has not called you to be in isolation, but he gives you brothers that can stand with you, that can pray with you. He gives you sisters who will hold you up, who will be your Aaron and her. When you're struggling and they come beside you and say, we're going to seek heaven until you get your answer. Cooperation. Cooperation. Here's the thing. I need you. You need me. We need each other. Because there may be times where you can't carry the load and you say, Pastor, I'm tired and I might be in a strong point and be like, I'll help you right here. And God's going to help you and I'm going to lift you up and I'm going to help burden and carry that load for you. And there may be a point where I'm struggling and I need you to pray for me. And thank you. For, if you pray for me, pray, pray harder, okay? Because I need all the prayer I can get. I'm not so pious to know that I don't need prayer. And sometimes the weight of pastoring and the weight of, of this can be heavy. Listen, God didn't call me to carry that in isolation. I need you. 
you need me. Cooperation. I love that. And Daniel, he didn't just say, hey, I'm going to do it all by myself here. And how many times do we miss it because of pride? We don't want someone else to know what we're praying about. But listen, you need to get over your pride and say, uh, God, I'm expecting you to do this. And if it means that I just need to tell this person I'm struggling in this area, God, you can pull me out of this. Amen. I've learned that there is power in the name of Jesus and his church, meaning that when we come together, when we pray for God's direction and guidance, that he will answer. Amen. Are you with me? We need each other. We should pray for one another. Ask God to hear our prayers of unity. Here's number four right here. Desperation. Everyone say desperation. Have you ever had to pray out of desperation? Maybe you got a diagnosis. Someone in your family got a diagnosis. You thought, I don't know if they're going to make it. There's a difference between praying out of desperation and just praying, right? I'll give you a, a, a good example. The early church, the believers, they, they, they prayed uh, w- without desperation at first. And it wasn't until James was sawn in half by Herod that the church really started to, the early church started to really pray. You remember when Peter was thrown in jail? What did they do? They began to pray like they hadn't prayed before. They began to intercede because it was a prayer of desperation. They had already saw James die for the cause of Christ. And so they're like, man, we don't want Peter to die for the cause. And you remember as they begin to pray, and they're in this area praying, and who shows up to the door, Peter? They're like, Because they were praying, they were desperate for an answer. They were looking for a miracle. And this is what I've learned about life. You never know what is around the corner. Things could be going hunky-dory for you right now. But let me tell you something, tomorrow it can all change. Things can be great in this moment, but they, but they might change. But who knows? <laughs> who knows this? I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds it. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I, but I know who holds it. I know Jesus has got me. And, and, and therefore, we can't afford to take it casually. And James tells us that we have not because we don't ask for it. I say, man, you've been speaking a lot about faith. You've been speaking about life. Because I, I believe sometimes we just get in our little realm and we, we get there and we get stuck. I want to get us unstuck that have, that have faith that is actively moving and, sh- and, and shaking uh, the pits of hell. Amen? Here's the thing. Uh, I'm not calling anyone on blast here, but kids get in trouble because parents aren't praying desperately for them. Divorces and separations tragically happening because couples aren't praying desperately. Could it be sometimes that things come our way because we think we don't need to pray? I, I, that's just an honest observation. I, 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 can't, I can't even, uh, when I look at my own life, I can't help but say, maybe that came into my life because I didn't make it a matter of prayer. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't desperate enough about it. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen, we are at war. The, the First Peter 5, 8 says that Satan goes around seeking who he may devour. 
And therefore, we need to keep our guard up and our knees bent. Woo. Amen. Praying a wall of protect, protection around our families and around our kids' lives and their person, personalities and, and their, their future spouses. And if, if God allowed us to see the real dangers that surrounded us, I guarantee we wouldn't be so casual about our prayers. Daniel prayed as if his life depended on it. So should we. Look at this. Last one. Communication. Everyone say communication. Daniel was given the answer from God. And he didn't hide it. No. God gave him the answer. He went to the king and he told the king what he needed to tell him. What God had given him. In Genesis chapter 18, God told the angels before they moved towards Sodom and Gomorrah en route to destroy the city. He said this, I'm going to tell Abraham the things that I'm going to do. But this is why he told him. Look at this. It says this, for I know that he will command his children and and make my ways known to them. I'm telling him because guess what? He's going to tell his kids and their kids and their kids. And it's going to go on and on and on. And Abraham would pass it along to his children. So Daniel, when, when God told him, he went and told King Nebuchadnezzar. Look at this. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 2. It says this. Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. You want to hear from God? Look at this. Look at this. Verse 2. This is, this is exactly where well, this, thing, this thing helps us right here. Verse 2 says this. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Everyone say, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. What does that mean? The ultimate word uh, concerning anything you need to know about life and eternity is found listening and learning of the man of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. It all starts with him. It all ends with him. If God has given you something, if God is speaking to you, listen to me. You're not to just keep it in you. You are to be a witness. Some of you need to start giving your testimony. What do you mean? That doesn't mean that you have to be invited up here to give your testimony. Some of you need to be at work giving your testimony to people. Telling people how Jesus Christ brought you out. How he set you free from sin. It all starts there. Being in touch with the living word, you'll be in a position to receive direction concerning your specific situation. Bow your heads with me all across this building. Lord, I pray, Lord, that if we're not hearing you, Lord, if we have not separated ourselves enough from the world, Lord, we've allowed the world to choke out your word. God, I pray, Lord, that that be broken today. God, I pray for those that are praying, Lord, that they would get a new expectancy and a new urgency to pray. God, that they would expect you to do the miraculous. Oh, what if he doesn't answer my prayers the way that I, that I thought he would? Listen, he'll get the glory. There's a reason. He works all things for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Listen, I believe cooperation in prayer. We need each other. We need each other. 
We need each other. Listen to me, church. We need each other. Stop being an island. Stop being in isolation. You were not called to be there. You need accountability. You need someone to stand with you. Listen, we are a family. We are a family. When one hurts, we all hurt. Lord, we are desperate for you, God. God, we are desperate for you in this hour, Lord, to move and minister in our situation. Lord, and last of all, Lord, when you give that answer, God, I pray, Lord, that our testimony would be communicated for the glory of your name. Not for us, but for the glory of your name. If you're here today and you, you say, Pastor, I hear what you're saying. I, I, need, I, need, I need the Lord to speak to me. I need the Lord. I, I haven't been listening. I, I've been like that little boy. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. I've been like him. I've been, I've been, he's been trying to talk to me, and I've just been arguing with him. And I'm not hearing him like I need to hear. And you say, hey, Pastor, I, I, I'm just going to be honest today. And I'm just going to tell you, Pastor, I, 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 I need help. I want to hear from the Lord. If that's you in your heart, will you, will, will you just stand? Will you just stand? Thank you. Come on, we're going to tarry just a moment. I promise you I'm not going to keep you very much longer. But this is what I am going to say. Some people, with your heads bowed still, some people are standing because they're in a place of desperation. Some of them are standing because they're in a place of isolation and they need, they need some people to believe with them today. Terry, just a moment. Come on, just, just be patient with me. Say, Pastor, you're taking a long time today. Listen, I believe there's, there's someone's, someone's breakthrough is, uh, is, is right in front of us right now. Come on, just be patient. Just be patient on the Lord just for a moment. God, we lift our hands. If you're sitting, that's fine. Listen, everything's good with you. Listen, that, that, is, that is perfectly. But I want you to lift your hands, and I want you to pray. Listen, you don't have to look around, but I want you to pray for those that are standing right now. I want you to pray that God would, 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 would help them to separate from the world the things that have choked out what God has spoken has spoke over them. God, I, I, I pray right now, Lord, that those things would be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that a heart of expectancy would begin to flow in some of these prayer warriors. God, that expectancy of good would begin to flow out of them, that hope would be renewed. God, that, 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 that a change of mind would come. Lord, that people would be different, Lord, that they would expect you to do great and mighty things. God, we stand on that. Lord, we stand on on your word, Lord. And God, I pray right now, Lord, for those, Lord, in cooperation with those that are standing right now. God, we lift up whatever burden they may feel like that they're carrying. God, you are the carrier of our burdens. Lord, we cast our cares upon you because you care for us. But Lord, we pray, God, we, we lift up, God, we ask, Lord, that you would help us, help them. Lord, that they're not carrying this alone. They got a brother and a sister that love them that will help carry this weight, this burden.
God, we pray a prayer of desperation. God, those who need an answer. God, we pray different when it's us, when it's happening to us or when it's happening to other people. But God, let us get a, a desperation in our prayers like we haven't ever seen. Stand with me all across this building. Come on, everyone, stand to your feet. It is done. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, just begin to give the Lord adoration and praise. Come on, can you lift your hands? Can we exalt his mighty name? Can we lift him up? Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Begin to thank him for the answers. Come on. Some of you need to put your faith into action. Begin to thank him already because the work is already being done. He's already moving mountains. He's already. Listen, listen. Come on, Lord, we listen for you. is rising in this house right now. Expectation is rising. We worship you. is arising in this house. God, faith that has been dormant is starting to arise in this house. Things that have been buried, dreams that have been buried, they're being revealed again. God, you're making a way where there seems to be no way. God, you're moving a sea where it seems to be a sea. Lord, you're making a highway. Lord, you're moving a mountain, God, where it seems like we have to cross over. Lord, you're going to make a straight path. We worship you, Jesus. right now for those who are seeking answers today, Lord, I pray, Lord, you would be the peace in the middle of the storm. You say, Pastor, what, 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 what were we doing just, just then? Listen, sometimes we get in such a rush. Sometimes we get in such a rush that I think we miss it. And I don't want to miss the Lord. I want to be sensitive to His Spirit.
but I pray, Lord, that you would seal this word, Lord, by your mighty power, by your might. God, that you would open our ears, open our hearts, and open our minds. God, you're not a respecter of persons. Lord, if you'll do it for Daniel, Lord, you'll do it for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, Lord's just doing something. I know we're at, we're past the noon hour. I, I, I understand that. I understand, but I just can't. I just can't get past this point in my heart. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I feel like I need to do. If you need to leave, you, you feel, don't feel bad. If you need to go, you got, you got a schedule. You could go. This is what I'm going to do. We're going to do something totally different today. I'm going to open the altars today. I'm going to open the altars right now. I, I believe that God wants to speak to you today. I believe. Listen, God has stopped this moment at this moment for you. And this is what I want to do. I want to compel you. If you need to go. That is fine. That is perfectly fine. But listen, if you are hungry, if you are hungry, and you want to hear God more clear than you ever have in your life, I'm going to open these altars. Come, 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 come. That's your invitation. Come.